our places, our people. These are our stories. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to Our Stories as we tell you the stories behind some of our iconic businesses and iconic people. And this time I have the chance to catch up with the former Mayor of the Toowoomba Regional Council, former Milmerin Mayor, father and farmer, Paul Antonio. You're born and bred in Milmerin? Yeah. To, to a farming family? Absolutely. And uh, I was the one that was likely to be getting out of the family. Uh, so so I, you had no aspirations to be a farmer originally? No, I did, all the time. Oh, you wanted to yeah, be? Yeah, I wanted okay. to be all the time from yep. day one. As a child, I used to grow vegetables and all that sort of thing because I loved the land and um, look after the chooks, but I got over chooks. Um, <laughs> um, but then my elder brothers, uh, you know, were the two elder ones that dad was thought he could set them up. Yes. But then I came home after I'd graduated from Gatton. Yep. And, uh, so you, your original schooling in 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 Milmerin, and then you go to the Captain's Gatton, Mountain State School. Captain's Mountain, yes, Centre of the Universe. Uh, yeah, it wasn't yep. a university then; it was an agricultural. No, no, college. Centre of the Universe, Captain's Mountain. Oh, Captain's Mountain. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Centre of the Universe. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, high school is that in Milmerin, or is it? No, you have to high school at Gatton Ag College. Okay, and they, they had high school then. Oh, and then okay. I continued to high school. Then I did a three-year tertiary course. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, interesting that they yeah. did the high school then into uh, yeah, tertiary um, education. Well, my brothers went to Toowoomba Grammar and by mutual consent after 12 months, they left. Right. They'd been rather naughty boys, apparently, from what I can gather. <laughs> and, and they weren't giving you a look in then after that? No. No, okay. <laughs> They're like, here's another Antonio. We don't need this. Don't need this. Right, that's okay. Right. So, the, so the final schooling plus the, the degree there at, at, uh, at Gatton Ag It's not College. quite a degree. It was. Uh, it took a bit of time off an ag science degree and all that, but it was a very practical uh, uh, course, very practical indeed. In fact, it was... 183 started the three-year course I did, and 45 made it. Wow. And those days, they didn't wow. care. It was, And I don't like jacarandas blooming because that's exam time. Right, okay. When the, when the jacarandas over. are out, you know that was it. It's, <laughs> it's exams. Haven't got over it all those years ago. It was there you had a brush with royalty uh, at with the, the college? Yes, you, with the governor. With the governor? Yeah, that's, yes. that's something that I... Yeah, that's that was a, a funny bit of my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Opening the car door for the uh, for the governor. I told you too much. <laughs> no, there's some, there's been some funny, embarrassing moments in my life, and uh, that was certainly, you know, as a young officer in training in the CMF, mm. uh, and it was an interesting time because uh, Vietnam was was on yeah. full bore, and yep. I was. Uh, very comfortable to go to Vietnam and do my bit right. if I had to, and I'm th- I just thank God I didn't go. Yep. But um, you know, uh, I was uh, sort of, uh, yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed the army. It did me a bit of good. Great. Part time army. Yeah. Great. Uh, so then you, after you've done the your time at uh, Gatnag College, you go back to the family farm. Family farm. And how uh, long do you work? on the farm before you start thinking about representing your region on yeah, council? Yeah, well, I, we bought that property in 69. I went back onto the property in uh, about 65. Uh, I played A-grade rugby league in Toowoomba in uh, 66 when I was 19 year old. Yes. Uh, and at the same time, it was a funny situation. Um, I was in the ballot to go to Vietnam. Right. I was playing uh, for all whites in Toowoomba, which is now Brothers. Yes. 
uh, non-Catholic, playing for brothers. They wake up after a while, I thought. <laughs> um, um, and, uh, you know, I didn't get called up for Vietnam, but I, I uh, that, again, was another disciplinary thing. And then the <clears throat> TRL expanded. Yes. It <clears throat> brought Mulmerin in, so I, I played for Mulmerin, naturally, okay. after that for a couple of years. But then it wasn't what I really wanted to do. Right. You know, farming was my life. Yep. And uh, we bought this farm, we developed it, and we had three children, and we bought a second farm. And we've got five now, so five blocks. So. Yeah. Mm. And and so this is uh, alongside your then wife Judy. Yep. Uh, mm. And uh, and then as you say, the the kids come along, and and at that point, are you thinking, well, this is this is what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be a farmer. Yeah. I I guess there was a moment uh, when I was chairman of the uh, my Milmerin Centenary Committee. Yes. And. A good friend of mine, he's passed now, a fellow called Harry Davidson Curtis. He was a very staunch Presbyterian and he could see through a keyhole with both eyes. But anyhow, <laughs> he came to the Centenary Committee meeting one night and said, look, um, I think we ought to do something in the Centenary to remember the pioneers of this district. Yep. And we ought to build a retirement village. Now, that's one of the greatest legacies that anyone has ever put on the table for Mulmerin. Yeah. You know, apart from the fact that we've got the like people like Halls who are amazing and, and have got tremendous um, uh, employment and job opportunities there. But it was a 24-bed hospital when it's uh, a retirement village when it started. Yep. And it's got, you know, it's been added to, added to, added to. Now there's about 70 people working there in downtown Mulmerin. Wow. Uh, and there's about 70 people being looked after. Now, you know, what an amazing legacy. Oh, and, and that's what politics is about. Yep. I don't like party politics too much because, you know, it. if you see the best example I can give you is the Inland Rail, yep. where they're throwing grenades from both sides of the fence and they should have worked together to build it 20 years ago. Yeah. Absolutely. They should have worked together to build it 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and look, the Second Range Crossing was another very good example of that You know, that's well. I'd love to talk a little bit about it because... Yeah. Um, you know, it was a moment in time. Okay, I was the mayor. Yes. But I didn't do it. You know, there were many, many people who were involved and we worked really hard to publicise it. Carol Taylor did a lot of work with a petition. Uh, but it was a political alignment. Yep. Tony Abbott, Warren Truss, Ian McFarlane in the federal politics. Yep. Uh, and then Campbell Newman and the likes of John McVeigh and others in the uh, state uh, government. And... Uh, it was just an alignment. There were two treasurers at two different government levels who thought the money should have been spent on marginal seats. Now, thank God it wasn't. And we've got a, you know, that's an amazing legacy, mm. that is. And, and the, the advocacy went on for 50 years is what I've been quoting. But a fellow pulled me up the other day and he said, I've got records of people talking about a bypass for 70 years. Wow. So, you know, you've just got to go. This is the same with the fast rail. Yes. I think the fast rail will happen ultimately. But in my view, it you know it, it may not happen very quickly. It, it'll develop slowly, uh, but the fast rail will happen. The Olympic Games, you know, we've got a it, it might make it happen, but uh, I just hope that we can get on and, and bloody do it. You know, yeah, so, oh. absolutely. <laughs> yes, we hope that that is the case, oh. uh, particularly after what we've seen in Victoria just recently. Uh, now, uh, so it's the early part of the 1980s, then 1982 thereabouts that you 1982 that you start um, in, and you, and you start as a councillor at, at yeah, councillor at Mulmerin. Okay. Uh, so your dad wasn't a hundred percent wrapped about you going to Labor absolutely government, was he? opposed. Yeah. He, he told me to stay home and do my work. Yep. 
And, of course, Dad on Sunday afternoons would get on his little bulldozer and knock a few more trees down, put them into a stack and burn them. So he had a bit more country to, to plough. Yes. And uh, that was Dad. And, but he was a good man and he a very principled man. Uh, he had limited education. Uh, he just would have gone left school at about grade seven. Yep. But he knew what the work ethic was all about and that's what he belted into our, our, my brothers and I. Yes. And uh, you see, my mother was a classical pianist. Another thing that happened to me was... Uh, and my elder brothers weren't very good at music. Mum tried them and they didn't do any good. But I, being by far the youngest, about 10 years younger than my brothers, I got I got special treatment. Anyhow, I uh, uh, began playing classical piano. And uh, when I was at boarding school, I'd come home and mum would have it all arranged for me to play Beethoven at junior farmers concerts. Mum clapped, but not many other people. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so we had to have a chat down the track. I gave it up completely. I've got the piano. I've got the mum's beautiful old yeah. piano. But uh, Was it mum that played in the 4GR yep. auditorium yep. That's back right. in the day in our, yeah, our station? Yeah, she was playing, uh, 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 re, re, you know, hymns and that sort of thing yeah. when it first started. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, so so at that point then, what was it that inspired you to, to want to become a counsellor in Milmerum? Well, was there a particular person or was there yep. an issue that you went, all right, I'm going to have to get in there myself so that I can be a part of the change? No, or no. It, it, was a, it was a person that was the inspiration. A person, uh, yep. Reg Whitbread, who was yes. a former Shire chairman, a lovely man. Yep. And uh, and uh, he had no no children. He was married and they had, they had no children. He was a really great giver to the community. He pulled me up at the street one day. He said, look, I, I'd like you to uh, think about uh, getting on council. He said, I think you've got a future. He said, you've had a bit of time away. You've been educated, all that sort of thing. He said, I think you could give a fair bit to council. I was involved in the local Anglican church as secretary. I was involved in the local rugby league club. Yes. But particularly the thing that built my profile was the centenary committee. Yeah. And uh, we went on with that. Yeah. Okay. So then you're there, uh, and how long did you serve as councillor before you uh, were given the opportunity to be the mayor of that region? Well, I served from 1982 to 1997 yes. as a councillor. Then I became the deputy mayor, yep. and I think it was very much uh, in keeping with a uh, recognised transition that the mayor of the day uh, certainly thought that I would be able to take over from him. He was ready to retire. Yes. Great man called George Essie. Right. But there was another great man involved called Viv Saul, who was a, uh, he was a great man and gee whiz, he gave a lot to that community. Yeah. Gave a tremendous amount. Uh, so with that, um, uh, 1997 to 2000, I was the deputy mayor. Yes. Then uh, 2000, I stood unopposed for the mayoralty and 2004 unopposed for the mayoralty. Okay. It got a bit tougher then when we got down to Toowoomba, of course. Of know, course. And then time. things changed dramatically. What? Tell me about that time because obviously I was broadcasting here during the you know lead up to and then the, the overall transition into amalgamation and, and obviously there was a lot going on around all of that I, but it was the, the, the smaller regions that I would imagine really felt the impact of this amalgamation. What what was going on in council chambers and and the people that you spoke to on the on the weekends and that you were talking to? What was the 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 feeling around this idea of Peter Beattie to amalgamate these councils and take away their local representation to one central body? It wasn't at all good. Uh, I can assure you that we fought like Kilkenny cats to make sure that we were heard. Um, we uh, and I think that was part of the profile that. Uh, that built my profile. I had a very comfortable win in the uh, council election the yep. first time. Um, 
and uh, it has torn the heart out of every community, whether it be Pittsworth, whether it be Clifton, whether it be Milmarin, even Oakey. Uh, Do you think like, that's still the case now? Oh, it is absolutely the case. Yep. You know, uh, I was out in Mulmerin yesterday, and we, we employed 70 people when I was the mayor of Mulmerin, Yep. and they were all local people. And I could, uh, I would love to know now just how many local people there are actually employed in the Toowoomba Regional Council in the Mulmerin office, yeah. because you walk into that office now and there's nobody there. Uh, and naturally, and you know, I, I'm not blaming anybody for this, but when you get a organisation goes builds its its size, yeah, you will find that uh, uh, there'll be a degree of centralisation for efficiency. Yes, and that's exactly what's happened. But I think that I just hope that the councils of the future look a lot harder at where we are. Yeah. Uh, Mulmerin had four graders; they've now got two. Mm. Uh, you know, and Antonio's road there at one stage, which was a uh, when we were had an intensive agricultural project going, uh, well, pig farming. Um, it was a it was a pretty important road. There yep. was trucks coming and going all the time, and cars and people working for us. And uh, but in recent times, uh, there was record of it not having been graded for three years. And that old story of the uh, you know where the bitumen end is where where ends is where the mare lives. Yes, uh, that's never been quite right in my case because. Um, my home property's on Heckendorf Road, where you've been. Yes. And you'll know that the bitumen ends a couple of k's away from my gate. It certainly does. And uh, <laughs> and uh, that road was funded completely because it's a major connecting road between the Gore Highway and the Mulmere and Inglewood Highway. Mm. So it was funded. And, and during the time when people were living in the rural residential area and working at the power station, there was a tremendous amount of work done uh, you know, to, to upgrade that road. There was a lot of people on there and we had the funding available in 2008 yep. and it's never been done. But anyhow, now that I'm uh, Paul the Farmer, I might make some complaints about it. <laughs> uh, then the, the transition happens and you, you find out that your region uh, and your mayoralty is going to be incorporated into one big region, Toowoomba mm. Regional Council. Was there any doubt in your mind about continuing your career in local government? That Was there a, a point there where you thought, you know what, if they're going to do this, I don't know if I want to be a part of it? Mm. Or was it were you driven the other way by the thought that, well, if, if this is going to happen, uh, I'd rather be there at the table to be able to put something into it yep. for my region. Precisely what happened. Uh, I was approached by many people uh, in an effort to uh, be elected and uh, I got tremendous support. Uh, and as I said, I had a, a very comfortable vote in that particular election. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought that we would have to fight very, very hard for those small communities. I don't know whether it's been a success story. You know, I think, yeah. as I said before, that those small communities have copped it. No, fair enough. Uh, and, and I understand why they've copped it. But the reality to me is that uh, we ought to be starting to think about uh, the best thing that we can do to actually um, help those small communities out. You know, the old days, and I haven't got the numbers on me, but 72 staff at Mulmerin yep. and four graders. Yeah. And uh, we were right on top of things, and, and that has changed quite dramatically. And, and because efficiency has been uh, driven. But on top of that, I think Peter Beattie and his crew thought that this is going to mean that we can give them less money. Yeah, There was a time, I know, uh, when the uh, sewerage uh, plant was extended at Mulmerin when the power station hit. Uh, when you built your sewerage plant, you knew only too well that 40% of that money would come from the state government. Yep. All that's been cut out. 
And you might have noticed that the Grants Commission cut our funding dramatically because we are a strong regional council in Toowoomba and they've given that funding that was coming our way to councils that haven't done what we've done and built a strong financial base. Now, I have a problem with that, Mm. a real problem with that. And, uh, you know, we do desperately need to have that external funding from state and federal government. There was a time when... um, 1% 1% of the total tax pay take in Australia yes. came to local government, and that, that, was, that was quite a comforting time. It's now cut to exactly half of 1%. Now, you know, we know in local government, we know what the community needs. We know what they're trying to, that they, their vision is, and we know that uh, we, the, the ratepayers, can't afford that. Yep. Uh, and there's an expectation on us that goes beyond our financial capacity. Well, that might do us for this episode as we take a look at the story of the former mayor of the Milmerin Shire and Toowoomba Regional Council, Paul Antonio. When we return for episode two, we kick off right where amalgamation was tearing apart our region. More on that in episode two coming up here on the Listener app.